Mr. Morgan, if you're edge because I'm wheezing on your grind, it's just chill. Because if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happen at my pad, I'd go grind over there. So don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. English, they only speak English. Dad! It's not that Californians have an accent that takes some getting used to, as in Boston or the American South. On the contrary, the standard-issue California accent's about as plain, mainstream American English as you can get. But speaking like a Californian means something else. And for the people who come here from elsewhere, it can take some getting used to. For them, and many of the rest of us. The new little book, Talk Like a Californian, a hella fresh guide to Golden State Speak, offers some guideposts. The author's family has been here since the gold rush, which is why Colleen Dunn-Bates uses the romantic pseudonym Helena Ventura. So this is for people who come from places who may just want to fit into the scenery here and sound like the rest of us do. Exactly. And it's also to help settle some disputes over um, who claims what word, Northern California and Southern California. And um, even if you live here, we have a chapter on the Hollywood speak. You may be a native Californian, but if you have not grown up or, or been around the Hollywood system, you won't necessarily understand when somebody says, I'll get you a drive on what that means. Uh, the, but if those of us who grew up around it, we just know how to, what all these sure, words mean. Sure, it means a pass so you can actually drive your car and not humiliatingly walk onto right. the movie. Because if the, you have to park in a structure off the lot, then you're of a lower stratum. So I thought the war between Northern and Southern California was over. What are we still fighting over? <laughs> well, hella which is a Northern California word, which means um, uh, really, really, like hella good is, hella fresh is. A hell of a good time, you say. Hella, H-E-L-L-A. Okay. Hella. Um, Some foolish Southern Californians have have said, oh, no, that doesn't belong, but that is a Northern California word. In fact, so many of our words are taken up by the rest of the country, surfing terms or Hollywood terms or Silicon Valley terms. When this started, the original list was doubled this length, and and uh, we weeded out a, a fair number of words that had really become national. For example, on fleek. Um, that's uh, or bay. And a lot of times they start in the music industry or they'll start in hip hop culture. Uh, that they will do start in California. Apart from the fact that we're large, we're inventive, we're beautiful. Why? Why are so many words that fall into national or international popularity from California? Well, I think it's tied to the same reason that fashion, uh, clothing, music. Uh, I, I, you know. We, we are a fairly dominant culture, and a lot of these words come out of um, – and actually, we have th- I have three chapters f- for that, but they, they spill over the, the surf world, uh, the um, Hollywood, and the tech world. And California is, has been the, the home of all three. Now, there's surf scene in Florida and New Jersey, and there's – of course, there's tech all over the place, but it, the, the, the core of it is there. Uh, and I grew up in the, in the surf world uh, here, here in L.A. My dad is still surfing at 83. So I grew up speaking surf speak, and my husband works in television. So I also, for, you know, for thirty-five years, have been hearing Hollywood speak. And now my daughter works in the industry. She was a consultant for this too, for some of the uh, Hollywood speak that I didn't know. Like, uh, and sometimes it changes. For instance, crafty. It, it used to be craft services. They would, but now it's crafty, and and with no the. Is that a noun? So you don't say what does the crafty. You say does what crafty is- have Lacroix. <laughs> 
So it's like it's a it's a you know substituting for a person's, but it means the craft services person is the craft is not the crafty is crafty. You talk about our state dish being guacamole, and of course the word everybody uses is guac. Everybody knows that right. word. And I looked in the L.A. Times; I could find it at least back to the 1980s. A lot of them are just elaborate ways of saying good or bad, uh, uh, a lot or a little. <laughs> <laughs> and often it's they're they're also just shorthands like Samo, Samo High, Samo High, Santa Monica High, and PV for Palos Verdes. And uh, that you know generally if if, na- if names are more than a few syllables, people are going to instinctively shorten them, and then sometimes they stick and they just get called that. And guac, of course. Right, too many syllables. <laughs> There's one we're going to hear more about. Since California has legalized marijuana, it's the Emerald Triangle, the three-county area, Humboldt, Trinity, Mendocino, where marijuana has been grown for years. Some of that Emerald Triangle business uh, long predates the current legal mess was going on when I was in college. Everybody knew about Humboldt in the 1970s. So uh, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens and, you know, if whether the Central Valley, San Joaquin Valley, becomes a, a stronger place for that. And maybe it'll get its own 420-related 420 is another good example. 420, uh, with April 20th, which is shorthand for the National Day of Smoking Pot, uh, apparently came out of San Rafael High in in uh, the Bay Area. That's they claim, or like, well, the high school itself doesn't claim they don't want that, but it, it did come out of uh, Northern California. There's another one that I had not heard of, Carl the Fog. What is Carl the Fog, and why does it have a bigger Twitter following than I do? I, I had never heard of it either, and the Twitter following is huge. It's very funny. It's taken on a lot. Carl the Carl the Fog is a is like a person. Carl the Fog gets very busy in the summertime, as we know, uh, in in the in San Francisco, where it can, as Mark Twain famously said, it's, it was the coldest winter he ever spent. Well, it was the summer, it was the summer in, San in San Francisco? Yeah. Uh, not all of these are flattering. Marina Girl is the Northern California equivalent of Valley Girl, maybe. <laughs> exactly. A little vapid, a little overindulged. A little shallow. Uh, mommy and Daddy are paying for her apartment in the marina, and my uh, millennial consultants in the Bay Area said that the Mar- Marina Girl is very much a real thing. Yeah, and another one like that is Programmer. Uh, uh, which is sort of a cross between a frat boy and a and a and a nerdy code coder guy. There are a lot of words in the book about Silicon Valley, and this <laughs> one I like because it harkens back to student days. Ramen profitable, a startup that is profitable only because the founders live in an uncle's basement and eat ramen. And then sometimes what can happen though is is uh, that kid in the basement can go from ramen profitable to uh, uh, unicorn or in, can join the three commas club, which is in here too. The three commas club is when, you're, uh, when your net worth suddenly ha- needs three commas to have such a big number. And that's the whole lore of that's Silicon Valley. That's the lore of Silicon Valley, that you can go from ramen profitable to three commas club in a few weeks. Wow. How often do words then fall out of usage in California? Do we take them up and then we discard them? You know, I'm surprised at how many stay. One of the ones in the book, for example, is moated. I remember in the 70s as a young, as a teenager, young teenager, that was a popular, and, and I did my digging on that word, and it in fact does have California roots. And uh, like, oh, that's, you're so moated. It means you've been um, kind of humiliated or embarrassed. I'd forgotten that I remember saying it in the 70s. It's still in use statewide. One of the ones I didn't know about was tight sauce. Tight, uh, like T-I? T- like, like tight-fitting, tight sauce, one word, tight sauce, which means something is really great. It's really, it's really cool. It's, it's tight sauce. Will that stick around in 10 years? Will people be saying that? I don't know. But, um, 
you know, you, you could say, oh, that concert was tight sauce. One thing I didn't put in the book is is on fleek because that started here oh, in I California. Spell that. Would you? That's um, a on fleek is two words. On and then the next word is fleek. F L E E K. I I started hearing it with my millennial kids a couple of years ago, and um, it's kind of you know in style, on point, uh, but it it did. It quickly went national. It may be on its way out. Some millennial advisors said on brand was better to say on brand. We've taken bits and pieces from a lot of other languages, principally Spanish, and made them Californian. And I, I think part of our language is uh, Spanglish, you know, is the hybrid of because this actually is, as we all know, this, this Southern California was Mexico before. And, um, and because, uh, you know, especially in, in San Diego or Orange County, South Orange County, L.A., it's just normal to be, to say La Troca, to say Los Doyers, to say Sape, a lot of Spanglish. Wait, so Troca for truck. Right. Los Doyers, the Dodgers. Sape, which is short for what is what's up. It's a Spanglish version of what's up. Sape. <laughs> uh, so, we, the, the, and no bueno. Uh, you know, everybody says, you know, I mean, all, the surf world, the, you know, family I grew up in, that's who, who are not... Latino uh, say it all the time, you know, ah, oh, that's no bueno. So that's just part of our hybrid California culture. You wrote this book under the pseudonym Helena Ventura. Why did you do that? Helena Ventura, they're both old California names, you know, from the mission era. And yours is an old California family. It is. I am from an old California family. My six generations back, grandfather was the allegedly the first white settler in Ventura County, hence Helena Ventura's last name. That's Christian Borchard, who was your forebear. Isn't he a freeway exit now? Yes, he is a freeway exit. <laughs> We're very, very proud. Isn't it daunting for someone who would be moving to California to think, I really would like to undertake this and sound California? We had a lot of fun doing pronunciation guides for both Northern and Southern, because that's often how you can tell a newcomer when they say Sepulveda. I grew up in Los Feliz, which is not Los Feliz. I've had this argument with a friend who's from Northern California who insists on pronouncing it Los Feliz because she speaks Spanish. I, I've had this discussion with my friend Dora, who owns Yucas Hut in Los Feliz, who, who is a Spanish speaker, is, is uh, Mexican-American, and we agree, we both grew up in the same neighborhood in Los Feliz, that it's Los Feliz because it's not authentically Spanish, it's authentically L.A. Colleen Dunn-Bates. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Pat. It was fun. Pat Morrison Asks is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's recorded by Tim French and edited and engineered by Todd G. Levin. The audio is from the 1992 Hollywood Pictures film Encino Man, and the music is Los Tucanes de Tijuana and La Troca. I am Pat Morrison. Pat Morrison.